Hi, or hope you're well. Cullen here, and welcome to Law Live. My next guest is a true gem and powerhouse in every sense of the word. Um, Known as the confetti lawyer, the happy family lawyer, many hats, many titles, but you are all going to get tremendous value from my next guest, the one and only Clarissa Raywood, the happy family lawyer. How are you, Clarissa? I'm good. Thank you for having me on your show. No, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I would encourage everyone. It is 3.15 exactly. This is live. So please put your questions, <laughs> queries, comments, hopefully no concerns in the comments section and we can address them and bring them live on the show. But most importantly, how are you and what's happening in your world, Clarissa? I am good because it is Wednesday afternoon. It's just started pouring with rain up here in Brisbane. Okay. I'm, I'm, that's that's not so good, but that's what it, it just is. That's fine. It's sort of made for a peaceful afternoon. But I just declared in our team that it's a four thirty finish time if we can all get our work done. So everyone was like, "Okay, right, let's, go. let's just get that sorted." Let's shall actually we? start working. <laughs> yes. Like, Come on, team. Let's get out of here early today. It's just I don't know. There's something about the rainy weather that just makes you go, "Oh, I just want to go home." <laughs> yeah, I think nothing. No one likes the rain at the moment, but it has um, it has been quite sunny lately. When we visited last week, at least mm. it was it seemed to be nice. You know, yeah, Queensland is usually lovely. Like, and it, look, rain's good too. Don't, I don't want to suggest we should never have rain, but just today the grey clouds are making me want to go home. No, absolutely. And we've already got a lot of people tuning in, which I dare say a lot would be the clubbers group, but um, some new people. So uh, it's. Improbable in my mind, but for those who don't know you, Clarissa, um, how would you explain what you do for lawyers and how would you explain what you do to, I guess, the end client, those that are lawyers? Yeah, so I I guess I have two work roles. So I run a law firm, Brisbane Family Law Centre, where I am a family lawyer and do all of the things that a family lawyer does. I'm a mediator um, and I I really enjoy that role. And a a lot of people still say to me, how much time do you spend being a family lawyer? And I would say you spend 90% of my time being a family lawyer. I just probably don't talk about it as much because so many of the people I'm working with, it's really private, the type of work that we do. The other work life that I have is running a business called Happy Lawyer, Happy Life, which by and large works with lawyers and offers a range of products and services and connects people in, such as yourself, Cullen, that can help all of us. And the goal there is to help lawyers build businesses and careers that have at the heart of them what I call happiness. You know, this idea that you can be a great lawyer and do really wonderful things, but also live a really fulfilling life. I love that. So happiness and law can go together. Is that what you're saying, Clarissa? Yeah, I, look, I truly believe they can. Um, that's a whole conversation for another day. I was presenting just on that at the, the end of podcast party the other day, but six years of podcasting tells me that yeah, they absolutely fit together. No, absolutely. Well, anyone who's ever seen your content or what have you, your events, um, we've known you for um, since we started 2018, mm-hmm. four years. They're always so yeah. they're full of life, um, effervescent, colourful. There's confetti. I think you convey it in, I guess, your brand, and I'm sure you, everyone loves that, you know, with the um, drudgery that is day-to-day life. It's great to have that community. I think yeah. it. And, in you terms, know, I think, yeah. so, sorry, I was just going to say, like, I Go think ahead. The, the reason that the colour and all of this stuff has yes. A, been a thing and um, B, continues to be a thing is that wonderful Einstein quote, if you can't keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result, 
And I think when I really dig into the mental health and the wellness piece in law, that constantly and continues to be a real challenge. Um, we're not really changing things in such a way that Einstein would suggest we need to if we actually want a different result. And so for me, confetti becomes that symbolism piece of if we really genuinely want to change how we're all feeling, we have to yes. try something quite different in that sense. And so by making an event colourful in Warland, ridiculous as that seems, is a really simple way of trying something <laughs> slightly different to make people feel different. And it works. That's the irony of do you remember the the moment you had that idea and you implemented it? Like, was it like an immediate process or was it like a slow build to that confetti idea? I think it's the second part, the slow build, and it wasn't yes. a deliberate, oh, I'm going to do this and I'll have that result. It, it was more just they're things I love. I love colourful things. I love music. I love energy. I love life that is, like, vibing. And so... I'd been to a couple of events that had nothing to do with law and I know you've been to a couple of amazing events, um, you know, run by, say, Tony Robbins, and you look at just the hype that comes around that stuff and you're like, you want to be there. And I was going to legal conferences, falling asleep on a table going, <laughs> I don't want to be here. Um, so for me it was really simple of just going, what are the things that I like in my life and how can I just build that into what I'm doing in terms of my business. And I do that here at Brisbane Family Law Centre and I do that through Happy Law, Happy Life and we just test and measure. Some things are well-received, others aren't. That's okay. We change those things. <laughs> like it's no, just of course. Pulling, pulling from joyful experiences and bringing them into the work that we do. No, and I love who you are is what you get. Um, it's not like Ellen DeGeneres where it's this one thing on one screen behind the scenes like, uh, you know, different person. You know, I've known no. you for many years. You, 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 you are. You absolutely live what you represent, um, and there's no dissident there. And um, I think we're on the same page that I'm not everyone's cup and tea, but the people that vibe with us, your tribe, um, yeah. there are people that really resonate with it. And the fact that you've got 150 plus in your club is a testament to that as well. But talking about numbers, 237 podcast episodes yeah. over six years. How does that feel? That's a feed in and of itself. It actually really is, isn't it? And it wasn't until I wrapped it up and said, that's done, that I realised the impact that that had had because I was just sort of going to silently stop recording this year and just pretend like it was never a thing and it would just disappear and no one would ever know and said that I was going to stop recording and there was this sort of outpouring of, what? That's outrageous. I need to be on your show or what am I going to listen to? It was like, there's 237 hours. I'm sure you'll be fine. Um, but it is cool and I'm so glad I've done that project. I am so glad I've done that project. I'm also grateful I finished that project because it was starting to just, you know, again, it's an energy thing. Once you start doing something and you're like, oh, I'm not enjoying this as much and then I'm not bringing my best self to it. Um, but, yeah, it that six years, those hours of conversations, so valuable. And I will forever be grateful that I experimented with podcasting and it took me on that adventure. Is it easier or harder than it looks, the whole process there, Clarissa? I don't, I don't know how it looks from the outside, so I can't comment about that. Um, what got hard for me was... Probably the content, you know, here I am in the midst of COVID being the person advocating for happiness and I was struggling myself to, yes. to maintain that happiness and I had a series of, um, you know, I lost my best friend in 2020 out of nowhere, two weeks to live, horrid, and it was a horrible time and then we just had a series of people that passed away in our community up here and I just, I really, last year, lockdowns, not lockdowns, <laughs> 
all of this. It was just too much. And it was too much to keep being the person that was showing up going, okay, it's cool, we can do this. And internally I was like, oh, I'm sort of done. So, <laughs> so is it, I think, you know, you can do a podcast. You're doing one right now. Technology-wise, it's super easy. And there's lots of great um, programs and products and people that can produce it all for you. And so if it interests you, then I say go for it. I think it will just take, like any project, it will take time and energy. Um, and that's where all of us who are lawyers, we are already time pressured and busy. And so you've just always got to be thinking, is this a useful a use of my time and energy? That's a good point that you make. And um, I, I, it's it's almost like that concept, who bakes for the baker? You're so mm. vibrant and energetic and you're raising others around you. My wife said that to me the other day, like, you know, you have to realize you've got to do stuff for yourself, Carlin. You can't be there all yeah. the time and be that person. Like, what are those things for you? How do you re-energize Clarissa? Yeah. So on a few micro levels, like I have these daily rituals that if I miss them, I just don't feel myself. And it's a really simple daily ritual that involves coffee. Um, every morning I sit in bed with my two kids and I drink my coffee and they plunge their biscuits into my coffee. It's deeply unhealthy, I'm sure, for them. Um, but it's just this half an hour and it just starts our day and it's peaceful and we chit-chat and, I don't know, like without that little moment each day, I just always feel out of kilter. So it's those tiny little things that we all have that just make us feel connected in some way, shape or form. On a more macro level, like I'm a big advocate like you are on exercise, um, eating well, sleeping. I'm like a Nazi when it comes to my sleep. So I'm really, I'm in bed with my youngest daughter every night by 8.30 and I'm out and that's really, really important for me. And the older I'm getting, the more important that's becoming. I'm really like anal about going to bed really early um, but it's those sorts of basic things that make a difference to how we show up and how we feel so yeah just really try and focus on having that structure of my day pretty predictable and then I can manage the stress that comes from the job that we all have I love that and it, does it mean you wake up early or is it like a routine yeah yeah, yeah I'm like a 5 five thirty person again because I'm a morning person I love the mornings now the sun's coming up earlier it's great and, you know, just have all my energy in the morning. So that, that for me, absolutely is the best part of the day. That is so fantastic. Um, and on those, um, I guess, rituals that people do, people obviously have consumed your content for so long and they love your podcast. Now there's a new book that's out that relates to the mm. podcast. I'd love to talk more about that and how's it going? Yeah, look, that that was a bit of an idea again that, that I had this year where I was thinking, how do I, how do I capture this? podcast you think I love content as you know and I'm always looking at ways of you know speaking plainly of producing content that's going to be valuable to my business that's what that is um, but what we ended up doing was putting into a book every episode of the show and every guest I'd had on the show had given a happiness tip at the end of their interview so some suggestion that they had or little thing they did and so there's 237 happiness tips tip per page and with it the QR code to that person's episode and that's such a helpful resource because my website is a mess. When I set that podcast up, I didn't expect to be recording 237 of them. So I didn't yes. really have a plan for how to make it easy for people to find things. And over the years, many people have emailed me and said, you really should have an index and you should have a this and you should group people. Well, uh, yeah, that's a great idea. I have no time. Now you have a book <laughs> so you can just like go through and go, I want to listen to this person and 
QR code that and away you go. So I don't know, we sold a lot of those books last week when we launched them, which is really lovely. But just it's nice. It's nice to have that memento, I think, and and in a tangible way capture something that is an audio show. Like it's it's not a content piece in that tangible sense. So that's where I really love books because they're, here it is, I did that thing. It's a physical thing. And I think you're right. Mm. There's something about that memento element of the, even the per- people that um, came on the show, they yeah. can take that away. And, you know, when we all pass on, their family can, you know, I'm sure we'll have more sophisticated That's technology, it. but scan that code and go, oh, there's uh, my great-grandfather, James Dapache, um, talking about things or Lana Waltman, yeah. you know, it's yeah. um, incredible. And I think that's such a great idea and well done. And I love that the podcasts, all podcasts are this, not just mine. They're like little time capsules. They're like this little moment in time where you capture that person's thoughts and beliefs and experiences. And they're so valuable. And I said to you, my best friend passed away in 2020 and she'd been a guest on my show. And so to have have that that audio of her and I chatting is like it's so valuable to me right now I had no no ever could never have guessed that that would obviously ever happen but to have that and be able to listen back to it and to hear her it just makes her still feel like she's here and so you're you're quite right it's I'm not trying to be morbid in that sense but just these little moments in time and I think it's interesting I know some of my guests spoke about this at the podcast party last week that they've gone back and listened to their episode from even just four years ago and and just listening and going, wow, you know, so much has changed for me in that time or I still believe in those things or this has happened as a result of that. I think that's such a, a cool thing that comes from these audio shows that now exist all over the world. No, it's it's so amazing. And I don't think it's morbid at all. I think, um, I think Wayne Dyer once said, if only someone told us the moment we're born that we're dying, maybe we'd live life to the full. And I think so we need true. to shine a light on that, I think. Yeah. I get chills. So true. Uh, <laughs> but what you, you've done so much, and I don't know what else you could conquer, but what is next for yourself mm. as the Happy Family Lawyer or Clarissa Raywood to that end? Look, I don't have a what's next. I don't have a three-step plan. I don't, I don't I, and that's what's next is. Yes. I feel like I have, I've just gone 100 miles an hour and led the way, I guess, in really opening up this conversation. And I'm very proud of that. But I'm also at a point where I've got a four-year-old and a 10-year-old. My 10-year-old is fast turning 16. And I'm looking at that and thinking to myself, I've just got this tiny bit of time where she still thinks I'm sort of cool. Yes. And I just want to invest my energy in them. So anyone that follows me in Instagram world particularly knows that every second I have, I'm being a dance mum. And that's honestly, that's where I want to be right now is just taking, I guess, the pockets of time that I was investing in things like podcasting and freeing up those pockets of time because they were after hours. They were on Saturdays, on Sundays, on a Wednesday night. And I just want to get my work back to a week, which is what I've done. And I want to spend money with my kids and my husband. So that's my project. It's not a very sexy business project, but gee, it's a really nice project from a human level. And I think I feel like I've put the hard yards in and I'm allowed to finally just go, just I'm disappearing for a little while to be a dance mum. No, I think you've earned it. <laughs> Clarissa, the dance mum. I love that. Uh, but for those aspiring um, entrepreneurs and those who are in the grind at, in, in a big law firm, um, is it necessary to put in the hard yards and then negate the family? Or is there a way to do it while you can you know, carve out that mm. time for yourself and your family? I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I think it's a, I think it's such a personal thing, isn't it? Because we all use our time differently. We all enjoy doing things differently. I don't feel like I've neglected 
my family and kids. I just I just know that I have invested a lot of energy into work and to yes. them both. I don't want to suggest one or the other. Um, and probably at the cost of my own self. <laughs> so what I'm yeah. trying to do is just slow the pace down a little bit and and not have as many things for me so that I can just spend a bit more time in that space. Uh, these are such personal choices. Um, uh, it is hard. I'm not going to suggest otherwise. Once you try to manage career and family of any structure, you know, kids or not, just human and relationships and the people that we actually want to spend our time with. I, I'm yet to meet, and I've interviewed, you know, 237 lawyers. I've yet to meet anyone that says to me, I got that nailed. Look at me, here I am. So I think it is that constant juggles, the word that's used all the time, but just that constant paying attention to where your energy is going and checking in with yourself and saying, am I still content with that? Is that still how I want to lead my life? And if it's not, then make some changes. No. I love that. I think that's so, so important. Um, and it reminds me of that story. I think it was the Coke CEO that you're on that juggling, you're juggling all mm. the balls of life. There's health, there's wellness, there's family, etc. Work is actually a rubber ball and it will bounce yeah. back. But all that's the it. other balls are made of glass, like your health, your family. If you drop yeah. them, they may be irrevocably damaged or scuffed. So it's important to remember that work will always yeah. bounce back. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it's sort of sad, isn't it? You realize actually how unimportant we actually are. No. in the workspace it's like actually oh. someone else can do this no oh, I, I was laughing at a, I think a, a, an event last at the best lawyers breakfast in Brisbane and one of the lawyers said look even on my deathbed someone will be still trying to get my signature and coming up oh, and wow. signing it <laughs> yeah, really? I thought that was quite they said it with a smile on their face but I just laughed I thought how true someone's always going to need to get someone done and I heard it the other day Cullen even when you pass away your inbox will still be full so, yeah. you know, it's always going to feel all the best. That's <laughs> but true. That's true. Talking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> talking about your club, because obviously that's a big investment of time um, and mm. it's grown leaps and bounds. And what are your clubbers, the 150 of them, loving about the current iteration of the community? I, I actually don't know because I'm not one of them. I'm just a human that sort of brings them all together. So we probably <laughs> should ask them. But my my guess, I, I think what, what I hear... Um, from people who are members of the club, the thing that makes them stay in that organisation is the community. So it's the connections with others and it's the environment that promotes collaboration, support, um, many of the things that are hard to find in Lawland, as I call it. It is genuinely a place where you can go and share that you have an idea and I was thinking I might do this and people say, that's a cool idea, have you thought about is, you know, could I connect you with this person? I tried this, that worked really well for me. And what I have found in this career is that usually if you say, I've got an idea, there'll be 50 people to tell you why it's a terrible idea and then they'll take that idea and try and do it themselves or whatever it might be. Um, so I just, it is a very unique pocket of the internet. And um, for me and what, what I certainly get from it is just the connection and support and that sense that I'm part of something bigger. And I think that's what keeps us all going. I love that. And I think one of the clubbers is here. I think David Gale saying he's loving um, the show, loving the rubber ball analogy. And Shada is saying loves it as well. So people are resonating with what you're saying there, Clarissa. Um, and on that point of um, creating that community and um, engaging um, people, obviously that's content creation in itself. But you've got little hacks that are, what I love about it is because I see it every Friday there's tell us your wins. Um, every yeah. day there's something going on. Would you see like there's um, obviously there's a, a 
idea generation, but there's little hacks that you can do to engage your community like that yeah. Friday wins piece? Absolutely. And I think we've just built a bit of a rhythm around, yes. you know, we sort of have content in a bigger sense, like you were doing for us last week, where we're doing a lunch and learn with an external expert every month. And so that's driving some ideas and getting people thinking about different topics for their business. And then as you're saying, on a micro level, each week on a Friday, we're doing wins. Um, each week on a Monday, I, I still podcast in the club. So I have a weekly podcast that goes out that's usually sort of five, six minutes. It's just like a micro thing. It'll be something that I've been working on in my business or something that I've seen that's just a, an idea. So just lots of different ways to create a rhythm, I think, around what you're doing. I would say that to anyone that's interested in content creation. Um, you you need to create some sort of rhythm to it. So for me, with my bigger podcast, it was weekly. It was until about 2020 and then it became less than weekly. <laughs> I was, you know, really consistent for the best part of four and a half years, every single week, every single Wednesday. And it was at a point where there was a few Wednesdays where I didn't get an episode out on a Wednesday because something had happened and people would email me, are you okay? Is everything okay? I don't have any podcast. What's going on? And so when you, when you work to these sorts of, rhythms and create predictability around what you're doing it enables people obviously to engage with what you're doing so yeah i think that's that's certainly what's worked really well for us i love that and another clubber sarah stoddart love the club very good <laughs> and um for those wanting to i guess be part of it dm clarissa or um reach out to i guess the, the happy family lawyer facebook page or what's the best way to be part yeah. of the club would you say clarissa yeah, you're very welcome to reach out to me. Um, the website that you can find more information for the club or about the club is happylawyerhappylife.com. It's all on there. It's all on there. Fantastic. And I think um, definitely reach out. And I guess goes well into my next question is, what advice would you give for family lawyers either entering the profession or existing family lawyers in the space? Uh, I Look, family law, such a... <laughs> Big topic, isn't it? I love being a family lawyer and there are days when I wish I was anything but a family lawyer. So that's what I was saying to family lawyers. It's really normal to not always love being a family lawyer because it's such an emotive space. Um, I think we're in a really interesting time as family lawyers. We've had such change really pushed through by the courts over the past 12 months in terms of how we do our work. And we're just seeing a rise and rise of dispute resolution outside of litigation, outside of the court process, which is, I think, lovely. And um, much more creative ways of working, much more multidisciplinary ways that I'm seeing people working. Technology is really taking off, which I think is cool as well. So I think it's an exciting time, to be honest, to be in this space. Uh, family lawyers seem to be deeply busy. COVID maybe hasn't been so good for the world of relationships. Um, so there's a lot of busyness, which creates a lot of stress. So one of the things that is a gripe for me with family lawyers is sometimes how we treat each other. So just being nice to each other. We're all trying our best. Sometimes we have That's really unusual clients. Um, and unusual clients do unusual things. And you never know what the advice might be from the lawyer. Just assume that the advice is right, but the client might still be a little bit unusual. So I think just just always just try to work from that place of assuming the best rather than assuming the worst of your colleagues, I think, is a good starting point anyway. No, it's um, very much what um, Nicole Davidson was speaking about and Darren Mort in you know, just be respectful of each other. And mm -hmm. your role is not to take on board the energy of your client and then put that in a putrid or vitriolic email to the other side. It's to actually be your client's advocate. So you don't need yeah. to, there's a certain way to do things and you don't necessarily have to go down the, I guess, the bulldog path or that yeah. grossly adversarial path. 
Yeah, and I think that's the shift I've seen in my 20 years, that that is, it's less common. It is much less common. And I think far less effective than some of the different ways that we now see advocacy being um, really leveraged. Yes. Well, I would say um, that is a great way we can sort of end the episode. Looking back on your years in law, looking back on your life, when all is said and done, again, might be a bit morbid. How would you like to be remembered, Clarissa? What would you like people to say about you? I think um, two core things. Something that I think I've come to learn about myself that I'm good at doing is getting people to believe in themselves. I think I have a natural ability to just identify what's cool about someone else and explain that to them and help them tap into that. And we call it cliff pushing in the club. Like I'm known as the cliff pusher, the person that will come on and go, yeah, of course you can do that. Let's just, in a kind way, with a parachute, push you off the cliff and get you to do it. Because uh, I really do have this arrogance, maybe is the right word, that I probably could do anything if I really wanted to, if I really turned my mind to it. That's the belief system I work in is, You've if I drive. genuinely want to do something, I will find a way to do it. Um, and I operate, I, I believe that about anybody. So I think that's sort of in a professional sense perhaps how I'd like to, to people to remember me. But in my human life, I just like people to think that I lived to the full, whatever that meant for me in that moment, that I show up with energy and enthusiasm and give the best of myself wherever I am. That's what I'm trying to, you know, raise my goals to do is whatever, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, just be the best version of yourself and give it your best, whatever that means. And that's how I try and apply myself in my life. No, and you're already doing that in leaps and bounds. And what I love about you, Clarissa, you're not trying to be better than anyone else, but just who you were yesterday. And I think that's a fantastic thing. Yeah. No. And where can people find you these days? What's the best way to reach out to you? I'm an Instagram addict. So if you actually want okay. to find me and if you actually want to talk to me, you're best to DM me on Instagram. I actually respond to that. It's funny, Sarah Stewart's <laughs> on watching. She knows I'm terrible with email. Absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> I just get so many and they just like trickle down and like before you know it, it's four weeks. I'm like, I still haven't found that email that you sent me four weeks ago. So if Good you point. actually want me to respond to you, Instagram, 8 p.m., DM all over it. <laughs> there you go. I'll put that in the show notes. Reach out to Clarissa, the happy family lawyer, the confetti lawyer, the cliff pusher at 8 p.m. on Instagram. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Clarissa, for being part of this episode me. of Law Live. Pleasure. No Pleasure. And um, thank you for joining Law Live, everyone. We come out Wednesdays, every Wednesday with a new episode, and we'll be uploading Clarissa's episode um, later today, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much.